Uh, I think it's so important to let people know that living in Lagos is very, very hard. And then living in Nigeria is very, very hard. I am actually in my house recording this and then we probably be hearing background noises or music playing or probably people passing. But then it's just the, the normal Lagos life actually. But then it's sad because also in Nigeria there are a lot of issues surrounding having a better life actually. And then the recent killings everywhere, even reported on social media about the recent killing in Oimbo. And I tried to speak with some people over there, but I was able to speak with one person and hoping I get to interview more people from that area and victim of this particular genocide, like they say. But hey, you need to listen to one of them. I'm Tampira Barriosaro, an indigenous of River States, Elime precisely. And uh, Elime is just um, some minute drive to Oyibo, the town bordering um, River State and Abia State. So I'm a full reverse person. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And you have family relatives living at Oyibo, right? Yes, even last week when I learned of some unrest in the area, mm. I quickly called my relative there because most people in that Oibo are non-indigenous. So some people, because you can land are cheap there, so people from Ileme do buy land there. So I have a lot of relatives who live there. So what exactly is happening at the moment? Yeah, actually, it's not something that began today. Just like I posted in one of the on the social media, this is something that I've been for the past, fact, let me just say, since 2015, when this um, IPOB of 18 started resurfacing in different K after um, the president emerged winner. And um, yeah, this this um, crisis going on, it has nothing to do with NSAS process, NSAS protest. NSAS protest was peaceful in Portacourt. Even the governor came out to address us, even though it was initially, but it could not prevail on these people we. So the what's currently happening in Oyibo, I just the first thing we should note that it has nothing to do with NSAS protests. That's the first thing I would like to establish. Wow. So concerning the killings and the pictures we've been seeing online, where are they coming from? All right, based on the videos I've seen online, I would like us to, I would like you to know that not all of them are from Oyibo. There's a particular one from Enugu State during that palliative issue that they posted as Oyibo. That's not all videos are actually from Oyibo. I have relatives there. I, I won't say things I don't know. Some are from there, but not some of the things being pictured actually happened long ago in other places. Oh, so that means a fake news is playing its part in this information. Yes, yes. And actually, there was a clash between the Fulani and IPOP two weeks ago. Wow. Okay. But we don't and, uh, know about that. Or uh, okay, now, now I'm telling you that the, gen the genesis of this issue started when the Fulani and IPOP members had clash. In fact, there was a time, there was a time in 2015, this same IPOP they mounted roadblock on Uibu and searching every vehicle to see if there's any Ausama to attack him or her there. So this issue is kind of um this IPOP and the what the River State government is trying to prevent is that. You are encroaching into our territory to cause this crisis, creating a picture that reverse people are attacking the northerners. 
these people, reverse people, we accommodate the Igbos, we accommodate the Northerners, we accommodate the Yorubas, everybody doing business here. Then the governor have been silenced for the past five years. But with this latest one, where some police station were burned down by these IPO people and some military people were killed. And the governor declared a curfew there after the clashes. What led to the curfew is this crisis between this IPOB and the Fulani people. So there's no any genocide going on currently. Some people are creating that picture that there's a genocide. There's no genocide. These people just like to claim victim without telling the world what actually transpired in the beginning. So there's no any genocide going on currently in River State. The, before now, the federal government have described IPOB as a terrorist organization. Okay? And uh, the government of River State have made it clear that this thing has nothing to do with ethnic um, cleansing or whatever. The government, in fact, there are a lot of people here doing business in various states, Igbos, Awusa, and whatever. So last week, in order for the, in order for this um, IPOP to kind of limit their activities in that bordering town, because that is the main place they take advantage of because of the closeness of that place to Abia State. Now, the governor last week gave an executive order to, to the activities of IPOP that anybody that come in that name to cost mayhem in the states would not be allowed. And because of the crisis in Oyibo, the governor actually placed a curfew. And in River State here, curfew is not something that is new to us. Any place there seems to be an unrest, even in the main city here, Port Harcourt, when there's anything like crisis, the first thing the governor does is to place curfew to make everything calm. So that was what the governor actually did about um, the crisis. The curfew was as a result of the crisis between Fulani and IPOB members. That is just what is currently going on. But since then, I've not heard from the, the governor, I've not spoken anything concerning, um, after he placed the, the area on curfew, he has not made any pronouncements concerning that. And those that you know over there, do they, have they seen any dead bodies around or any of the loved ones being attacked? Uh, last week, by 1 a.m., when I begin to get news that there's a current genocide in this and that, mm. I quickly call my cousin. She mm. and her whole family lives here. Mm. As at that time, she said nothing is happening, that when she wakes up in the morning, she will confirm. Mm -hmm. So, and she has confirmed to me that there's no killing or what have you, but they are currently on curfew now. Okay. And also, I also, one of my, some of my friends who stayed here, they have confirmed to me that, yes, there's an unrest there. But that picture of that, there's a genocide. That is far from the truth. There's no any genocide going on. Yeah, like you said, there is no genocide happening in the States. So it's just exciting to see that, like, we, there, we've we not come to a very concrete conclusion of what exactly is happening in River State at, at this moment. And when I posted about this particular conversation I had with one of the residents of River State I, on, on Twitter during the week. I got a lot of backlashes from people. Yeah, a lot of people just trying to be like, genocide is actually happening. Most of people are, are really interested in the fake news. But then some people reached out to me and they were like, they have relatives that are affected by what's currently happening and i tried as much as possible to fix an interview with them one of them told me that the electrician that was supposed to work in his house is currently at the hospital at the moment so there have been a lot of discussions of what exactly is happening but if there's genocide happening currently at onyibo we would like the government to please do something about it 
So on today's conversation, you guys, welcome to another episode of Talk with Oda, and you know that I give you good episode every Friday, like every other Friday, I give you the ginger. So today's episode is with Bola Tunji. He's such an amazing person, and yeah, it's it's too much of too, most of the conversations you're hearing today is about what a better life is about, what an ideal better life, and all of those conversations about being mindful. Did and I th- I think it's such a great conversations we need to be having at this moment. So let's go right into it. So apart from being a mind a mind guy, talking about mindfulness and just getting people to be mindful of everything that they do what exactly do you do i would like you to introduce yourself okay so uh generally aside from being an author um i'm also a fashion entrepreneur i run um, a brand called raccoon apparel and um, aside from that too i am a digital marketer i manage um social media um, campaigns for different brands you know, so those the three things I do. I'm an author. I post generally stuff on um, mindset. I'm also a coach, which I help people to set goals and all of that. And then um, I'm into digital marketing and I'm with the Raccoon Apparel brand. Wow, wow, wow. Well, that's, that's a lot of work you're doing. And <laughs> I'm, really, <laughs> I'm really, really glad for you. So yeah. it's about your book, your author. So yes. how did the idea of the book start for you? Uh started a long time ago. And the interesting thing is that when I when I was telling so many people that okay, this I'm writing this, I'm writing that, they were like years, they were like, Okay, when is it coming up? You know. So within a year, uh yeah, could say no, actually six months, I was able to compile everything I was putting together over the years and put into a book. So the general idea started as a memoir i wanted to write a memoir for my period between not from school to my entrepreneurial journey you know points where in my mind i was like at this point um between that point and the point where i released the book i would be you know absolutely successful like super super successful but then along the line i realized that it's a journey and those lessons I picked up along the line, along that journey is what I began to put in the book. So I realized that, you know, success itself and life in general is not a particular destination. That's how I started. I started thinking that by the time I get to a certain place, I to do something. Just like you say, okay, when you save money or, I mean, when you have a lot of money, you start to save a lot of money or when you are very popular, you start to do certain things. So that was the thought I had in the book. So it, it converted uh, from a memoir to just drop very important lessons that I picked along my journey towards being a better person. Wow, wow. I, I think that's amazing. Doing stuff without one, not only you being thinking that you need to do stuff when you become a celebrity or something like that. Yeah. Just keep doing. And then it's the work that you do is what makes people appreciate and celebrate you. Exactly. Yeah. So what are the challenges that you, you had during the, while writing the book? Were there any challenges at all? Many. What are the challenges? Many. Interesting. You know, there's so, a lot of people write books in, in a few months. Yeah. In a few weeks. Um, so, and, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not old, old. So, you know, I, 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 had, I picked up a lot of lessons. So it, the lesson I had in 
let's say, for instance, 2015, I would definitely pick up lessons in 2016 and then also pick in 2017, 2018. So for me, one of the challenges was that I didn't have it all together when I started. And so that would mean that in my mind, it, 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 in a part, it might seem like imposter syndrome because I'm like, okay, this thing is not ready. I'm not writing as well as I should. So I had to overcome that. I had to, I had to you know, tell myself that I know enough to write a book because you question yourself, can I even, do I have in, enough value, have enough information to actually put a book together? You know, so you have to put your mind in a place where you believe yourself and you actually believe a message you know, to share with the world. That's another part. Another part is also, okay, how exactly, and that's even the sec- second chapter of the book, how exactly can you commit yourself to putting the, the information together in the form that, you know, people would be interested in listening or, you know, in, in you know, reading. That's another part of it. And then the structure of all of that. Then going ahead to making sure, because when I finished script i realized there was a lot more eventually to publishing a book and then because i went through the process i then began to pick up all those other challenges like you know making sure especially in nigeria the book is to standard and um you know a lot of other things aside from being to standard you have to get so many other documentation in in also in nigeria to make sure that the book is you know, published and is um worldwide acceptable worldwide wow. what exactly will you say to someone that has it in mind that out there I, I want to write a book i want to become an author one day right off just start that's like the number one thing first you just need to begin to put you know the ideas you want to share with people on paper either on paper or in your on your laptop whichever way just my first and biggest advice is to start when you start, you kick off that momentum and then you can gradually keep picking up gradually when you get more inspiration, you know, you can write it. And if some people also prefer to have like a schedule, they can say they want to write maybe every day for 30 it works for you. That's fine. But for me, I love to have a jolt of inspiration. And I'm like, OK, look, this is very key and I want to share it. So I put it down on paper and then later I can, do, you know, begin to put the structure together sometimes it's not very advisable for you to say okay i want to make sure all the structure is together because some people will say i want to have all the chapters sometimes it's good if you have the content and then begin to structure so my first and biggest advice is start well well i think it's very important to let people know that all you need is just for you to start exactly start (laughs) keep building and just keep your head up so your book is about a better life and i I always have it in mind is there like an ideal life an ideal better life that we as humans need to just aim for is it yeah an ideal life that we should all aim for so that's the interesting thing about the book that there's a particular destination if there was a particular destination it would be referred to as the best life so Hmm. the better life means that you are not necessarily comparing yourself to who you are to, I mean, comparing yourself to another, how another person is today, but you are comparing yourself to how you were yesterday. So the better life simply, you know, in general is look, there are certain steps or certain ideologies that are very important for you to improve on either on a daily basis or whichever of the time frames that you give yourself. 
is what you need to be a better person. So it's, it's not telling you that, just like I said when I started the book, it is, is, is not particularly a destination. It is the journey. And that's why it's better. So as long as you are able to put in the work to become a better person than you were yesterday, you are improving your life. So when you're saying, okay, look, you are, you are now the book about 10, I have 10 chapters in the book. And the first thing is, the first chapter is entitlement. And that is trying to, that chapter was trying to make sure that you, you take your life in your hands and you are not relying primarily on other people. You are, prim, you are primarily, um, you know, relying on yourself and your capabilities and that's the first thing you have to do if you want to become a better person i'm not trying to tell someone else that look oh um, i'm not where i want to be because of you you have to take responsibility and say you are where you are because you are who you are you've you know taken you've made the choices that you you made so that's the first thing so there is you can say there is something you are aiming at and that's a goal. And that is when you are on the journey to achieving that, you are becoming a better person. But saying that there is an ideal better life, it's, it, I mean, best life rather, it's not, it's not exactly correct. I put some of those kind of ideas, you know, in the book because you're going, you're, you're on a journey, your own journey to another person's journey. There is no one size fits all for, the, you have to do it relative to who you are, what you want in life. That I also put in the book. It's very important that you actually you are self-aware and you understand what you want out of life. And life is not literally, you're not being dragged by what you see, you know, around. So when you ask for a, an ideal life, it has to be very, you know, uh, relative to who you are, what you want to achieve. And that's why it's important for you to set goals and, you know, have your own as a person, what you want to, you know, strive towards. And with the concepts I put in the book, that would then help you get to that, you know, um, destination that you're trying to get to. Wow, wow, wow. I think that's brilliant. So let, let me ask this question also. Have you always been like this, like being outspoken, being um, like, have you always been like this, being mindset and all of these stuff? And what exactly was that point that you started and you, you're just so passionate about this? So uh, those traits, especially if you find something that you're really interested in, those traits are always with you. You might not realize it, but over time they will reveal themselves to you. So what is you'll be you'll do some same things, and then people will tell you, "I think you're good at this." And then later or mm -hmm. later on, you see that you're actually good at something, or you enjoy doing something. So once again, you have to be mm -hmm. self-aware. So I was able to at some mm -hmm. point. Um, I, I knew I knew that I, I love to speak. However, I'm naturally an introvert. But I'm a different person when I want to share information. Wow. You don't look <laughs> like know. that. <laughs> I'm a different person when I want to share information or when, you know, I'm in front of a crowd, I'm trying to pass something along to, you know, people. That is um, self-aware. Like, for so many years, I never spoke. I tried to get value. I'm a person... That when I want, when I begin to speak, I don't say option. I actually have something to say. So for a long period, I gathered information. I read so many books. I filled my mind with, you know, I tried to, and this generally, I became very intentional about it about in 2015, 16. Um, that's when I became very intentional about it. I began to read books that were centered around success set centered around mindsets 
So I was always someone who, I was always calm, but I was always someone who loved information. And I was always not, I was always a good communicator. So putting all those things over a period of time, also in my secondary school, I would, you know, go out for debates, but still I was very, I was an introvert until I speak. So over those periods, and then also in university, when I have to do my project defense and all of this, then you hear people telling you that, oh, you're good at this. You actually are able to put a presentation together in the right way, and you can speak in a manner that people would, you know, appreciate. So all those things over the years accumulated to where I am. And then when I became um, very sensitive about it and very intentional, and then I was able to pick the niche that I felt I was very in which is one mindset and personal development then i became extremely intentional about it continued to pack you know material information about that myself up so i was i wouldn't say i was always like this i didn't always speak i didn't always talk i had to i was in a period of, um you know learning and gathering and then now i still but now i believe i'm in a period where i can stuff so that has been my journey well 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 thank you so much for sharing yes. the journey with me so tell me yeah tell me about the people that you look up to and why you look up to them just three people that you really look up to and why you look up to them and how have they have, they, have been um have they been inspiring you in doing everything that you do now naming three is very very difficult honestly <laughs> but you know just what? name what I'll just do I, I, to be very honest, I can't name more than one. And that one person, okay. trust me, is my dad. So do, oh. I, I partly, I dedicated the book to him anyway. But, wow. you know, wow. growing, up, growing really up, amazing. I really looked up to, to him. I looked up to being the kind of person, at least most of the positive things. There's nobody that has um, 100% positives, but, you know, he had his negatives. But over... I always looked up to being that, that kind of person. So his positives, I tried to pick, you know, being especially, you know, being hardworking. But aside from, you know, having a, a, a you know, don't forget, you, you, it's not all good. You have to be, um, you know, self-aware enough to be able to, or, you know, be direct enough to pick what is actually good and what you would like to pick from someone. So what I do is I have so many people that I pick stuff from. I, I also pick from you, pick from everybody I know. When I say you, I mean like everybody I see. I, I try to pick the things that are very, you know, that would, you know, benefit me. So aside from, I love so many coaches in Nigeria. So that's why it's so difficult for me to pick just three. Um, <laughs> also right now, I, I, you know, I really look up to people like Adora in Beiru. You know, she's doing a lot of good stuff. I'm also on the domination team, yeah. you know, and um, so I, I think yeah. I have to. So, but then for me, the biggest is still, is still, is still my, my, my dad, you know. I think it's, it's very important that you, you dedicate your book to your dad, which makes you yeah, like really yeah. special. Yeah. <laughs> and the segment is Oh, wow! Oh. He shocked you. Wow. So, what has wowed you over the week that really wowed you? Like, really wowed you? Like, this week? Wow. Ha. Yeah. I will. I don't want to be negative, but Nigeria and Lagos, God, <laughs> every time it wows me. 
I'm always so amazed by how, you know, things are, are done in Nigeria and how sometimes it can be really overwhelming to be a Nigerian. Um, that has really wowed me, you know, over this past week. Most recently, you know, we had we had Desmond Elliot that, you know, we've been looking up to, uh, and he said something that we really, yeah. you know, we didn't particularly appreciate. And, you know, yeah. it all boils down to how Nigeria is, honestly, for me. And it, has re- it really wows me. Um, it really, it it's intrigues me, is what I was say. It's, it's pretty intriguing. <laughs> but I, definitely, even with that, I pray, and I, I'm very hopeful, you know, and I pray that, you know, things legit get, you know, legit get better. <laughs> And I love that word so much because wow. that's, that's all. Yeah. Get so concerning what Desmond yeah. Elliot said about the yeah. social media view, do you, I always feel like, will they ever be successful doing that? Because I always feel they're just an old set of people that do not even understand how the digital space works. What about your thoughts about that? Do you ever think they will be successful about well, that? Well, you see, politics is a very interesting game. And don't forget, Desmond Elliot is not naive about what social media is. All right? So you can, you can definitely feel more like it's 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 there's a lot that um is not on the surface there's a lot be- behind all of that don't forget he's a he's, he's actually an influencer on social media he understands how it, it works it was very pivotal to his um getting to where he is so there is a lot more behind it it's very possible but i i don't believe the youths would allow that you know it's it's something mm-hmm. that they would definitely very very tough to you know they will try to make sure because it is a it is you know it threats to their power but i don't believe that you can mm-hmm. definitely allow that even if they, they try to pass, pass it it will be petitioned <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so that's my view of all that <laughs> wow, wow 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 so thank you so much for coming on my podcast i really right. do appreciate Bola, and we hope to actually well, we have something to do together very soon and let's just keep just doing i'm really glad and really proud of everything you. that you do the community you're building on instagram and i'm really glad of your work and i'm really excited about your book also when yeah. it came when it came out and i love the way people have been getting blessed learning to yeah. be a better person to free be free from entitlement yeah. spirit especially yeah. nigerians we have that kind of entitlement yeah. spirit a lot and thank you for lending your voice in everything in every way and in everything yeah. that you do it's been it's been a pleasure being yeah. on your podcast i love what you do also and i appreciate you having me on your podcast is there any question you you would like to ask well generally you know i what's very interesting is you know motivation behind being able to push out your podcast you know, i know we're in nigeria and everything mm. and then you know, sometimes some of these things are not absolutely appreciated off the top so what still drives you and mm. how do you get motivated yeah i think that that's a very good question for me i'm i'm doing this not because probably i want to like let everybody know yeah. that i'm doing this because yeah, I'm doing this because I feel like there are a lot of things I want to talk about that annoys yeah. me about the society. There are a lot yeah. of untold stories, and I hate yeah. some bad cultures. So for me, just me telling most of those stories and telling most of those cultures, and so I don't mind if it's like few people that are listening and the few this is like a conversation yeah. we can be having, and I share it with you, listen, and it's just like me. I, yeah. I love to talk to people, so it's, it's another way of me talking to people and people awesome. get to listen so and i find it amazing because when some people get to know me or 
they want to talk to me and they listen to the podcast it feels like they were yeah. listening to me and they are really yeah. like they are really feeling it so some of them i listen to more than four episodes so it's not about probably just putting out the content out it's about it means yeah. talking to people and just in their own different ways and for nigeria you know the way yeah. nigeria consume podcast i work as a content executive for a podcast network at um so is i know yeah. the audience engagement and all of those stuff how they relate to podcasts in nigeria yeah, a lot yeah. of people do not listen to podcasts and the yeah. audience is just growing and just consistently so sometimes it's very difficult when we put out content and lots of yeah. listeners and are coming on yeah. and not listening to it but recently also i, I stopped being bothered yeah. about the amount of listeners because i feel like some of these conversations yeah. are really personal and it's not bad if people are not listening to it those that really see the values in listening to yeah. this first life episode and all of that we really yeah. enjoy it and get blessed and if it's yeah. two people that you talk to and their life get impacted yeah i think that's amazing enough. Amazing. Amazing. So thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Thank I really you for having me. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you for coming on today's episode. And you know, like I give you every Friday all, all thank you so much for also managing the sound with me. Yeah, to probably have a very good studio that we can record from. So guys, if you're new here, you know how we do it. Please leave a review, share with your friends, go on your social media, share with people that are listening to this particular episode right now. And I'm so excited to speak with you. If you have any story you would like to share, you know how we do it. Share with me your stories to my email, the hotline. I will definitely respond to you. And if there's anything personal you also like to share, I'm a DM away on Twitter, on Instagram, everywhere. I'm Always your only swagger boy and your energy flood star. Do that. Peace out. Thank you for coming on to this episode. 